Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's good, Internet? It is Friday, February. Oh, fuck. I already <laughs> fucked up. It is Friday, March 1st. <laughs> And you are listening, oh, 2019, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 223, that's 223, coming to you (laughs) from the bunker underneath the ground. From the bunker. Across two locations, actually. That none of that made sense. I am your host. This is not the this is not the old bunker, this is a new bunker. This is a new bunker, so the G4. We're in tech TV. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you used to write for them. <laughs> I am your host, Natalie Watson, and I'm joined by the lovely Danielle Riendo. I'm lovely. You are. You <laughs> Thank sure are. Thank you. That's so nice of you. I've got the, hmm, what should I call you, Rob? <laughs> the fool. Rob Rob Zachney in front wow. of me. Shots have been fired, sir. At least I know that this is properly episode 5.56. What? What? <laughs> Sorry, that was a, episode 223. That's the caliber run. Look, I play too much PUBG. Don't worry about okay. it. Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. That was a little, that was a little uh, NATO measurements, European measurements versus like American mm-hmm, measurements mm-hmm. thing. Don't worry about it. Great. Thanks. Kato <laughs> is on the boards and also on mic with us Hi. today. Hooray. You can hear me today. Hello. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Rob, I have I have something to talk to you about that you tried to make me feel like a fool for, and now I get to make you feel like a fool. I have a, I have a tweet to read. It comes from at Jester PC, and they say, I'm sure this has been tweeted at you by now, but I didn't see it after a cursory glance. Sailboats 100% have motors that you absolutely need to gas up to navigate marinas and if the wind dies. That fact being true made the whole thing funnier. (laughs) Rob, what do you have to say (laughs) for yourself about the fact that you, sir, humiliated me on national podcasting (laughs) for saying that I'm going to gas up my sailboat? Please, I would like to hear your thoughts. Well, I think in the unedited audio file that Kato had access to, mm-hmm. I also referred to the fact that there was a transitional point in sailing history where tall ships also had steam engines. So I'm familiar with the dual locomotion <laughs> uh, propulsion systems that sailboats tend to use. Mm-hmm. But I also think that if you consider yourself a sailor and you need a motor to navigate a marina, hmm, are you much of a sailor? <laughs> Wow! Oh shit! Deferring in the shade <laughs> to, to an sailors unknown... everywhere. Wow! To a third party. Okay, <laughs> I'll take it because it's not on me. So that's fine with me. 
we have games to talk about today, not boats. We're not going to talk about boats because I'm never allowed to talk about boats again, I decided. <laughs> and the Just game so. that we're going to start with <laughs> is Metro. Rob? Weird. That has a boat. Does it? And a train. I thought a Metro was a you train. Mean a ship. Isn't a boat a train? <laughs> a boat is a train. Yes, a boat is a train over water. Uh-huh. <laughs> I believe that with my whole heart. So does Link. Who's Link? From Zelda. <laughs> Excuse me? Is Link he a from boat? the Zelda game. He went spirit from tracks. He went from having a boat in Wind Waker to having a train in Spirit Tracks. Oh, is that why it's called Tracks? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> correct. That's, that's correct. That's really good titling right there. Yeah, it's really intuitive <laughs> yeah, design. Makes sense. Wind waking spiritual tracks. It tracks. I get it now. Okay. Uh, mm, what's up with Metro, Rob? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it Metro? I wish I didn't do that. <laughs> wow. Instant uh, regret. Wow, that's my subhead, I think, for uh, <laughs> review. No, I'm. This feels like a game I should really like, mm-hmm. and yet everything about it just feels slightly off. I don't find myself agreeing with a lot of its perspective, but uh-huh. also just the way the game is designed. Yeah. Uh, so there's, there's two there's two fronts on which it is really struggling. Um, mm-hmm. So to give you an idea. Patrick and I talked about how disappointing the opening of this game was, but then there is a point where you're in the open world and things sort of, uh, the the game becomes much less linear and you can, you sort of begin playing something uh, more open world, something that is more like a Far Cry, uh, Mm -hmm. for instance. Mm -hmm. And it's more interesting than a Far Cry. It's a little, it's a little cruder feeling uh you feel a little more vulnerable it feels less like a pure power fantasy Mm -hmm. but the more i play it the less interesting that open world feels to me Mm -hmm. like it still feels like a really pale imitation of what um gsc game world did with stalker Mm -hmm. like over a decade ago Mm -hmm. at this point and i think the the big thing is that Open worlds can feel just like a lot of empty space populated yeah. with enemies and monsters. Yeah. And the way you can sort of imbue that with life is like give the impression that stuff, interesting stuff is happening in that world. And some games do this better than others. But where I've tended to really fall off of Far Cry, for instance, is that everything feels like it has a really narrow range, right? Like if you find a certain type of animal, it's like they all exist in a small pod. Yeah. That's, you know, just like maybe a football field or two wide. Yeah. Really. And that's yeah. kind of their 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 ranging area. Yeah. Um, if you find enemies, they kind of tend to hang out in the same space and they don't really do anything interesting beyond that. They sit there and wait for you to interact with them. Mm-hmm. Uh Metro Exodus tries to feel like there's this whole robust and like menacing mutant ecosystem out there. But once you realize that pretty much everything is just going to hang loose in the distance and not move, yeah, you realize that like it's a really big diorama, yeah, and you don't really have to like worry too much about navigating it because literally mm-hmm. everything can just be circumvented. And it's really like once you sort of have that realization, 
the game gets really disappointing, right? Because then it starts to feel like the game just is this, the, the whole world is full of all these trip wires yeah. and places where you're just going to get bogged down. But there's never that moment that you have in ages ago that you had in Stalker where you start to realize like there are things that are following their own programming and priorities uh-huh. that you have to learn to watch for. Like yeah. you have to learn for signs that like, oh, this animal is in the area. This monster is in the area. Yeah. And it's going to mess me up if I don't watch my back. Yeah. This implies that you live in a world like that, but mm, not really. Actually. You can always just back off and walk around. So does it feel like they were more aiming to make uh, a Far Cry-esque in the Metro universe, or were they? is there enough there that you think maybe they were looking at Stalker as a, as a touchstone? I mean, this team has a common ancestor with Stalker, right? Like, this studio... Is descent like is a breakaway from the studio that made Stalker? Oh, okay, mm-hmm. so that is one hundred percent at least an aesthetic inspiration. Mm-hmm. Is it is a tonal inspiration? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am not. It, it does feel to me like in a weird. This is the weirdest thing. It's like people who were involved in making Stalker, which remains one of the all time greatest like semi open world shooters ever made, mm-hmm. didn't use Stalker as their model. Right. It's like all that kind of just left their head and they saw a Far Cry game. Yeah. And they were like, holy shit, do you believe games like this exist? What if we made that for Metro? And so it's this weird, like, yeah, it's such a weird thing. It it feels like the original referent, which was Stalker. Right. (laughs) Metro was specifically, the entire series was specifically about, well, Stalker kind of failed as a narrative game. Mm -hmm. It failed Mm -hmm. as creating sort of authored shooter moments. Metro is going to give you that in spades. Great. And then here we are in the third game. They're like, damn, Metro's so linear. What we need (laughs) is an open world. If only there were one, if only there were an open world game like Metro that we could look to. Oh, Mm -hmm. my God. Uh, Far Cry 4 seemed popular. (laughs) Uh, What if we did that? That's how it feels. That's so uh, weird. Does it feel like... It was an expectation of them, like it was like that 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 to to like to to do an open world is is to like progress sort of in mm. in whatever like the dev- like the the game franchise's development like formula almost is supposed to be like it was like we now that we're in the third game like you know I guess we have to open up because that is like uh, some sort of like an industry expectation or something like that? Does it feel like sort of transplanted almost? So that's a weird, it's a, it's a weird thing and it's an interesting question because I think there's a couple things. Mm-hmm. One is it definitely feels like there's an element of, I don't know, it, of commerce, of filthy yeah. commerce yeah. involved in this, right? <laughs> Where it feel- it's like, does it ever feel mm-hmm. like the game is trying to push back against that? Like it was it was something that maybe it like it you know the core of the game was like not meant to fill and 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 for that reason there's like tension or or things like that yes. or does it f- yeah. Yeah, because there are places where you'll you'll go to the you'll be in the open world and then there'll be like a mission area. And there are places where, like, pretty clearly you've been pulled into what feels like it might as well be a separate instance, Mm -hmm. uh, like, separate from the game world. 
And at that point, you're back to playing an old Metro game in a lot of ways when you're in these sequences. You are in something now that all that open world stuff has dropped away. You're kind of back in decaying tunnels and heavy industrial structures. Uh, So it very much feels like there's kind of the old Metro identity living in places in this game. And you just have to traverse the open world to these locations where you get back to the same Metro you've always known. Mm -hmm. I think there is an element of... I don't know that necessarily they they came to this saying, well, it's about time in this franchise life to begin making our open world shooter edition Uh of this. I think the other part of this is they wanted to tell a version of what is one of the uh, like capstone stories for the Metro novels, which is what happens when the main character, Artyom, leaves the Metro. And I didn't realize they're based on novels. Yeah. And this is the interesting thing. All the games have like diverged pretty significantly from the novels in some mm-hmm. key ways. Mm-hmm. And in general, the 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 game the endings the games have chosen to be canonical are more optimistic than the more tragic endings of the books, at least as far as the summaries I've read. And so now they are trying to te- like Metro Exodus appears to be a version of a book that in the synopses I've read is deeply cynical and dark. Mm -hmm. But the way you're approaching that, that world in this game is from a position of the people who betrayed Artum and let him down in the books Mm -hmm. are still his friends. Like there's very much a Artum and friends like journeying the world (laughs) and Metro thing happening. Yeah. But then they're trying to make it so that you have this like almost uh, you know, it's it's very it, typical post-apocalyptic stuff, right? There's there's monsters. The the worst monsters that populate the wasteland are people, mm-hmm. and they're the monsters you expect them to be. That's the other. That's the other thing is that there are places in this game where the beats are so rote and predictable mm. that it's just incredibly disappointing to see, right? Yeah. Like. Uh, there's a major point in this game where you think you're going to get somewhere safe. You think something good is going to happen. And the game telegraphs like things are not going to go the w- the way you think they are. But it turns out it's cannibals. Hmm. Hmm. Like, does good. It, how does, many? <laughs> good. Does it almost feel like inconsequential? Like in terms of your traversal and like your presence in the ecosystem and things like that. Like you, you said earlier that you can kind of just, um, you know, move around sort of, sort of that, that those conflicts and things like that in the open world settings. Yeah. It's like, I, you can finish a zone without, with having barely explored it. Like yeah. you can make this a very linear game if you just kind of tune out. And is there and any? Go to the mission. Yeah, is there any like encur- encouragement to you know like the cur- I mean theoretically something that we like talk the- about a lot is like curiosity, like the the sort of motivator that drives us to explore open spaces is like rewarding curiosity or like expecting the way Breath of the Wild. Does the way, so yeah, well. yeah, yeah. I'm thinking a lot about Breath of the Wild as we talk about this. Or The Witcher Three, our other favorite open world. <laughs> yeah. So does it feel like? You do it and then it's not rewarded, or do you feel yeah. like you do it and there's nothing there's, there? You yes know what and I yes. Mean? Yeah. There's there's two things. Uh, one is that again, the world is a pain in the ass to move through. 
Like yeah. there's just places where, and again, not in an interesting way. Yeah. Like there are just, there are points in the game where you'll see an, an area of interest on your map that you've sort of looked at through your binoculars. Oh, what's this camp in the distance? Mm-hmm. And then you realize what's between you and that camp is like, a completely irradiated zone that you can't move through because you'll like sicken and die uh, in the Mm. open ground. Or you can cut left and traverse a place crawling with bandits, or you can cut right and just have a bunch of monsters uh, come after you if you get within 10 feet of them. And Mm. at that point you're kind of looking at it like, well, what's, what's at this area of interest And what you find over time is that usually there's not much, right? It's a little bit of loot, maybe like an audio log or a journal Mm -hmm. that isn't that interesting. Or it'll just be another camp with a couple schmucks uh, talking about like, boy, things suck here in the wasteland, don't they? Mm. And so you kind of get discouraged from visiting a lot of that stuff. Um, And it isn't so – and this is – this is the other thing. There's also an aesthetic element here, uh-huh. which is that things have to inspire your curiosity. You have to be like yeah. right. moved to check something out. And there are a few places in Metro that kind of do that, you know, mm-hmm. twisted, deserted factories in the distance uh, kind of men. But the, but the most important locations turn out to be story locations mm-hmm. where you can't actually explore them. You go through a linear encounter. Gotcha. But what you don't have is... Like in Stalker, there are places that just have a really identifying core aesthetic to them. Like there's this, there's this place uh, in Stalker called the Brain Scorcher, um, mm-hmm. which is just you go in there and like from the first, there's like the these really weird like low frequency noises coming through your headphones if you're mm-hmm. playing it, and like the game just sounds weird and creepy. And then you see in the distance these uh, like freaking high like high voltage power lines that are like sort of coruscating with 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 energy. And you see those basically from the minute you enter the level, they are in the distance. And as you get closer to them, things just keep getting weirder <gasps> and more and more disturbing. And in, and so what is the entire zone is like crafted around this idea of mystery and menace and terror. Mm-hmm. In Metro, what you're going to see in the distance to motivate you as your landmark is a fishing shack with two guys standing around a burning oil drum. And that's it. And you know when you get close to them, they'll be having that conversation of, ah, you bastard. Yeah. You stole my vodka. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. When do you think the slave traders will get here? Not soon enough. And that's it. Oh, boy. They sound like a... A treasure and a treat. Yeah. Did uh, last question? Uh, uh, I'm curious because at the when we first talked about Metro, um, we were talking about how you were kind of uh, like immediately put into English um, as the uh, main language. Were you? Did you change it to Russian? Did that make a difference for you? It does. Yeah. The like the Russian language just seems uh, less stilted. Yeah. Uh, like the kid sounds a lot more like a kid. Yeah. Than I see. The, like stuff, little, it's like little more stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's certainly, at least I can't tell that the voice acting is yeah. bad in Russian. Uh, it just, <laughs> it, it all sounds a little bit, a little bit better on that front. But 
I don't know. It's it's also a story that's trying to tell a story with some moral stakes. And Cameron Kunzelman wrote a really good piece uh, early this week about kind of the morality of, of, of this game and its worldview. But even that, I don't know. I, I still feel like it might be giving it too much credit. Like, there's this thing where, this thing that really started put me off. You run across a cult, and the games, the, like the game's whole, like a lot of the, like the entire Metro series, if you are a murderous, like, you know, agent of chaos, just like blowing your way through these levels, mm-hmm. you're probably going to get a bad ending. Mm-hmm. And so you're encouraged, like, hey, be nonviolent as much as possible. Like, don't, don't kill like a hundred people okay. uh, if you don't have to, which fair enough, fine. <laughs> And so I, I found a really like I found an avoidant, nonviolent solution to dealing with sort of the final boss of the first zone. I'm talking about the first zone in part because like beyond that, you start getting into real spoiler territory. Gotcha. But this just gives you a taste of like where this game's moral universe, like how it's how its morality is calibrated. Gotcha. So you can either fucking massacre these cultists, or you can kind of sneak through their base and open the passage out of their zone. I sneaked through, opened the passage. Nobody died. Like, I did the entire, like, last part of that zone, like, you know, very stealthy. Nobody got killed. Afterwards, you find out these people were, like, massacring groups of refugees coming through their area and, like, enslaving the rest and, like, stealing their shit. Fuck that. Right. And that's the thing. I'm like, okay, yeah, great. Um, I didn't kill you know, 100, 150 cultists, that maybe is good. <laughs> At the same time, like, there are people in your party who are literally like, oh, yeah, no, we we survived the nuclear apocalypse, but then we came to this zone, and, um, you know, all the men were sent away to, like, get killed by these monsters, and the rest of us had to turn over our possessions and uh, so live as bad. servants. That's and so we weren't allowed bad. to leave. And I'm like, <sighs> then was not, like... Then why? Was not fucking up this cult the right move? Is that more? Is that the good thing? Yeah, yeah. that that's so bizarre to me because, like, why I, I like I was I've thought about this in the past and like specifically with Undertale, but um, I was just reminded of like when player morality is sort of like held up on this on this you know fundamental like mechanical pedestal and yeah. that drives the whole game and. What is it like? What does that do when it's in conflict with the morals that are already sort of in the game itself, in the other characters and things like that? In in which like in this specific instance, you had a choice, and it had you had that knowledge, I'm sure you you. But but the thing is, like that question of morality, like is it would it be better to you know kill the murderous fucking assholes or you know not commit murder yourself or whatever that's not even a question that's like being offered here it mm-hmm. you're you're like so constrained into a binary of like you killing people is bad you you sparing people is good and it just i i don't know how to grapple with that when you're like how do you play the game you want in a game yeah. that's already decided this for you like how do you yeah. sort of N- not even play the game you want, but but you know choose the the morals that you are in- intending to to act on and, and and would you know? So that sounds fucking messy as shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, and it's it's just disappointing for a series to end up like this because the series has always been about morality systems in the apocalypse, right? Uh-huh. Like, mm-hmm. to what degree uh, should you impose values on people who are being abusive or, or or violent or exploitative, versus to what degree do you do you should you be allowing communities to kind of self organize and self determine? But what about situations where, like, it's self-determination for a couple people at the top and then everyone else is just being coerced or held hostage? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I get these are often really loaded questions with, like, political resonance. But the problem with a game like Metro is we're not talking about, like, we're talking about the tyrants next door, mm-hmm. right? We're talking about, like, the slavers down the block that you had, like, that you can go deal with. Yeah. And the game's like, yeah, but killing's bad. And it's like, yeah, but literally I just walked through like five mass graves to Jesus get to these guys. Christ. So what are we what are we doing here? Yeah. Fuck that. That's messy as hell. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's still interesting in the way Metro games are interesting, but it's making me miss Metro the first Metro game, uh, yeah. which we did a one on one on. And I think does a better job of evoking the themes of its story and and, and telling a story. Mm -hmm. And it's making me think a lot about just how good Stalker was and (laughs) how the search continues uh, for for a worthy heir. You ever play a game and just think about how many other games are better? (laughs) You ever play a game and wish you were (laughs) playing something else? Yeah. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Big mood, IMO. (sighs) Um, Well, do do you have any... Last last words on on Metro's messiness. Uh, you know, probably not Mastro. for now. I'll, I'll probably have some more. Like when Patrick is back, if he's yeah. played more of it, I think he and I probably need to say a few final words yeah. over it mm. because this has been circled on the calendar for ages. Yeah. I don't think it's what we've been holding out for. Are you near? Uh, are you near the end? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, and I. I yeah, uh, there's it's it's just it's it's kind of a mess. Yeah, and yeah. none of it is good is as good as you hoped. Um, yeah, so it's very it's very frustrating, um, an interesting failure in some ways, but it's mm-hmm. it's the best parts about it are just covering ground that was covered better ages ago. Yeah, makes sense. Well, here, so wait, is that the end of a trilogy, or? Yeah, uh, it's kind of an accidental trilogy, though. Okay, mm. I see. So they, they all kind of feel like discrete games in some ways. I see, I see. Well, hopefully, you know, there can be some lesson learned and and things, you know. Just make a new stalker game. Make a new stalker game. Long. Make a new stalker. A stalker <laughs> learned. Yeah. Um, what did we get? What? I can't read from here. I can never read uh, the, numbers, the numbers, so I can never tell when times. to take a break. Okay, cut this out. But... <laughs> Well, here's the fucked up thing is that we started the at actual 27 episode minutes. At, All right, yeah. so we probably don't need a break yet. All right. Yeah, we're good. All right. Speaking of, hmm, how do I do this? Let me think. Let me think. Let me vehicles. Think. Speaking of vehicles, <laughs> that's a great one. Yeah. Danielle, please yeah. talk to me about how you're finding Trials Rising 
rising in my heart. Is it? True. I love it. Yeah? I am really having a very good time with this game. I and okay, so I guess this is pulling back the curtain the tiniest little bit, but you know, when we talk about games here mm-hmm. at good old Waypoint, yeah, uh, you know, we do a little meeting where we talk about the games we'll be covering in the next few weeks, that sort of thing. Uh, this one was marked for like maybe a take, maybe a review, maybe we just talk about it on the podcast, yeah. And I felt like I really enjoy talking about this on the podcast, but I don't have that many critical things to say about it other mm-hmm. than. Holy fucking shit, this has amazing game feel. Yeah. You know, just when a game feels wonderful to play, like there's just a very uh, intense, like tactile sensation of, yes, I nailed it. Yes, I nailed it. Yes, I nailed it. Or, shit, I screwed up. Shit, I screwed up. But I'm learning and I'm learning <laughs> yeah. and I'm learning, which I know does not sound like the most articulate way no, of pointing, that makes complete of fucking sense. this. But it just feels so good to play this game. It has wonderful game feel. Great mouthfeel, you know, of course. <laughs> it, it just feels very, very fun. It does feel like a very well-designed game, like a very polished game. Yeah. It is a series of really fun racetracks and yeah. basically platformer racetracks that you're just sort of figuring out how to play well can through you, this whole thing. Can you tell? Can you talk to me about one of your favorite levels that yes. you've done so far? Yes. There is an amusement park level. It's in the Europe I think it's in the Europe section, and I don't remember mm. what city it's supposed to be in, but yeah. there's, like, a, a portion of it that is uh, very uh, sort of roller coastery. Uh-huh. My favorite part of it is the, like, Tunnel of Doom. Like the goof- <laughs> there's, like, a goofy, like, ho- fake horror, yeah. you know, kind of segment. It goes through a lot of different types of theme park rides, and it has, like, a castle with fake fireworks in the background. and that's Like, all those things. Like, it's very, like... Both Disney World and also a place that's much cornier than Disney yeah. World. <laughs> like so there's like the castle, and it's like, oh, it's Disney, and then it's like, oh, the the tunnel of doom or okay, I'm sure there's an actual name for no, this. No, I think it is. Is it Tunnel of Doom or am I just banana pants right now? Those things have specific names. I, I don't know, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's like, I can it's picture like a this ride corny, in my brain. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like on a track, like a tra- almost like a train ride on yeah. a track where f- scary, spooky things kind of pop out at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally, totally. There's skulls and skeletons. And <laughs> Is that happening while you're going through it? Yes. Oh, <laughs> that's my God. It's so much fun. There's another one that's great that is like a Hollywood course. It's a little earlier on in the game, but there's like lights, camera, action, and you're going through different sort of movie genres. It's like you're going from set to set. I mean, everything is is a, a continuous track. Like right. every trials track. I, I, maybe there are some exceptions, but every trials track is just a continuous track through all these chaotic things happening, all these types of terrain and everything. And that one has like a fun sci-fi movie set. Like you go from like an action movie to like a sci-fi movie and you have to break at a certain point and there's like aliens and laser beams and that's really good there's a lot going on uh just sort of visually on every track which i really appreciate i love that kind of stuff i love like looking at the background people when you're at the starting line and like who's dressed up is that a distraction not really because like once you're going you're you're really paying attention to like the physics and kind of getting it right but there is a lot of like fun stuff going on around Mm -hmm. it uh, and again, like, I think I may have mentioned this on Monday, but I really appreciated that there's like a Trials University segment that teaches you particular skills oh, in a very talked cool about way. Um, it reminded me a little bit of the old Crazy Taxi games, how they had like the oh. Crazy Pyramid. It's it's not quite as intense, at least at first. They start kind of going into those like more difficult skills, but yeah. it's like this will make you much better at the main game by playing these very discreet little fun uh, lessons. Are they specific to like certain sort of 
skills. Yeah, it's like here's how to get the most air on a jump, or not that you're always going for air because that's not yeah. the best thing yeah. either. Right. But like, yeah. here's how to get better flow by leaning this way into a hill and leaning this way off of a hill, things like that, and like how to get like a more consistent speed and more consistent flow. There's like how to do the bunny hops, that's like really rad. staying on the backs on the back tire and doing the little cool hop, that kind of thing. So. Yeah. Really useful to actually get because again, it is my first trials game, yeah. Uh, and I know people love this series, and I'm coming into it like this looks like fun, and I'm super interested. But Lord knows, uh, I don't know how I'm going to do in it. And it it did feel like that helped me ease into it quite a bit. And the first tracks are not super difficult once you mm-hmm. kind of get a sense of like just how to lean and land yourself. You're not going to get like some great score or some awesome speed run, but you'll be able to more or less make yeah. your way to the next. Right. It's very fun. Just a fun-ass game with a good-ass game feel. and That sounds like such a blast. Good time on a bike, yeah. you know? <laughs> I'm trying to have a good time on a bike. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Except I'm scared of them. <laughs> I am I am a little scared of bikes. That's yeah. another weird thing. I will make this brief. But as an EMT, very afraid of riding a bike in a city. <laughs> yeah. Just very afraid. <laughs> Let alone the through, a, I've seen. through a fucking <laughs> obstacle course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like the humor in this game is whenever you screw up, like your your character just ragdolls. It's yeah. like, yeah. it is kind of funny. It is kind of like, it's okay to laugh at these the grievous bodily harm, you know, mm-hmm. in a certain way. But it's, it is played very tongue in cheek. Like it's very clear that the humor in this game is yeah. We're having a joyous time with physics. This is not yeah. You know. It's almost like that like Tony Hawk pro skater sort of <laughs> when sort of when you fucking bail when you fucking <laughs> bail and yeah, you're just you're like just... all right. I'm already bailing. Let's see how far I can take this. Like yeah. how how, how... <laughs> <laughs> let's go with it. Let's just go as far as I can. I'm already bailing. bailing. Um, that sounds really fun. Yeah, I'm liking it. Yeah, how far, how, like, what's your, how much do you have ahead of you? I have no idea. Is Probably it just a like lot, in to the be air? honest. This is kind of like a... There are so many tracks in yeah. this game. At least I'm getting the sense. So, yeah, I've played a few hours at this point. Um, and I'm not great, mm-hmm. but I am having a really good time. Uh, so I'm getting the sense that there's many leagues ahead of me. Oh. Because there are many races and many sort of activities and many little contracts in the courses. Yeah. Uh, that I've been focusing on because I, I want to, like get a little better before I actually get frustrated and, and challenged by it. But that's honestly I think probably... it does a good job by offering you a lot of stuff to do at any given level. So. Yeah, that's probably a really good way to go about it and, like, really... Because I feel like it's, like, one of those easy... Maybe easy to learn but hard to master. So far, yes. I'm getting that sense Sort of vibe. Sure. So when yeah. you kind of take the time to spend a little bit longer on one level instead of just, like, worrying about progression and, like, actually think about... The skills, like internalizing those yeah. skills and those those like physics systems that you're that are getting thrown at you, then you're in like such a better place for for the next the sort next of skull the to next come rushing at me adventure. <laughs> exactly, um, that sounds like a lot of fun. That's a good time. Um, anything. That's good. It's just great. Bikes are just bikes. Are, bikes, bikes are, are the fun. Bike. I'm gonna play it more this weekend, probably. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, why don't we take a quick break? You'll listen perhaps to an ad, who could say? And we'll be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey. <laughs> oh. Hi, Kato. Hey, how's it going? You're playing a game. I am. Oh, yeah, I am playing a game. Tell me about a game that I don't think I know anyone playing right now, but I really am curious yeah. to hear about it. It's called Ape Out. Ape Out. Are you, Ape Out. What are you playing it on, and what is it, and how is it? I'm on Switch. On um, Switch. And the- it's... So the like elevator pitch to me feels like it'd be like... Um, like Hotline Miami, but you, but only the bits where you throw things. Okay. By way of Saul Bass. Uh, wow. And also a killer jazz drum soundtrack. Really? Yeah. Is it good? It's really it. What's it's it's kind of um it's kind of uh, Tetris Effect esque in that mm-hmm. it reacts and changes to what's happening oh. in the moment. So what you are, you play as this uh, gorilla. It's a top-down view, and it's the, the, the graphics is very, it's very, well, it's very graphical. It's very, um, uh, design, <laughs> it, it looks like, um, if you know the designer, uh, Saul Bass, he's famous for uh, opening credit scenes mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. Um, very movies. 60s logo art. Yes, yeah. Super yeah. stylized, like, yeah. <clears throat> and like the text itself is like ripped straight off of that that the 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 like style of text that he had in a lot of uh, his openings. Right. Um and like it's a top-down view and you're in like a cage and there's like uh, uh, a couple cages next to you with dead gorillas in them. Oh, fuck. And some scientists like outside just like hanging oh, no. out. And you just, oh, the first that. thing you do is you b- break through the glass and there's a scientist standing right there and they fly and like explode <laughs> against the wall. Oh my God. It's like wild and hyper violent and super like flat colors and very um, uh, frenetic because you'll get into situations where like you're like trying to escape this like uh, facility. Yeah. And there's... Uh, at first, there's just like a couple scientists. They don't have any weapons or anything. But then uh-huh. there's like security shows up, and it's everyone has guns. Uh-huh. And so what you can do is you can either push them, and it, if they hit a wall in their trajectory, they're dead. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, or you can grab them and hold them, and they'll kind of struggle and like shoot off a shot. Yeah. So what ends up happening is like you'll grab one out of a group, and like it'll that person will shoot one of the other ones, and then you throw <clears throat> them into the third, and oh, then you gotcha. keep running, <laughs> and like. This whole time, there's this amazing like. If you ever seen Birdman and mm-hmm. remember the like, dr- like con- consistent drumming in the background of that movie, totally. This is the first level at least is almost exactly like that. And like whenever like somebody hits a wall, there's a fucking cymbal crash. And then like uh... as like more and more enemies start to like fill the screen, like it gets more frenetic and frantic. And you're just like running and trying to get out. Hence, ape out. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and it just has such a good style, like the. It's yeah, they like somebody really, really loved Saul Bass's work and was like, <laughs> I want to make a game that looks like this. Yeah. Um, and like the way that each like um each there's like a world, uh, there's like four worlds, and each world has like eight like levels, and like gotcha. they're presented as like records, and okay. like each 
track is one of the like levels or whatever. Gotcha. Um, and the the like music is con- consistent throughout, like constantly going, and like it introduces each level with like a new title card where like you're still running and moving, mm-hmm. but like the, the the titles are coming up and um they slowly like introduce other it's it's really interesting because like, i was like is this the whole game that's that's great if it's the whole game and it's just like the, these like three types of enemies but of course they all they like keep introducing new wrinkles that make like keep it fresh mm-hmm. and interesting like uh part way through they introduce this like uh enemy that explodes so mm-hmm. normally if you were like close to a wall and like you threw them against the wall it's like whatever that doesn't matter but this one explodes and if you get caught in the aoe of that you die so you have to like oh, so just... you're one shot yeah yeah well no not really like you're one shot for the explosions gotcha but uh normally you can take a couple shots and there's no like health bar but the way you can tell is how much blood you're leaving behind <laughs> gotcha, um gotcha. and all of this just looks super stylish and like very well designed and um it's fifteen dollars, like super cheap, like probably two hours of like getting through the game itself. Yeah. But then you can go back and do a speed runs, like there's it keeps track of your time. So yeah. you're trying to like oh, nice. get through as quickly as possible. Or B, there's an arcade mode where you have a timer, but you're trying to get a better score, which includes being fast, but also like getting combos of like uh, throwing people into people and things yeah, like that. Being so you creative. can try to get yeah. Oh, I like that. That's cool. And um yeah, and like one example of like how they also like uh keep it like interesting is the second like uh world uh-huh. is this you're at the top of a high rise. Uh-huh. And so like you start throwing people out windows and like there's oh, this really wow. cool animation like the perspective thing that they do where as the people fall down and af- after a certain point um, you hear like sirens, like somebody's obviously called like the authorities. Oh, and then shit. like as you get you like travel down this uh like you're traveling down each floor, eventually you'll start getting uh aimed at by snipers. You'll see like a laser coming in through the windows and like you just have to keep moving in order for them to not be able to get a bead on you. And it makes it like where like moments where like I would stop, I would hold someone and it was kinda like drag them around until I could throw them into someone. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do that anymore because if I stood still for too long, they would be able to take me out. So, like, <laughs> things like that that keep, like, you know, adding inter- interesting new wrinkles to this, like, very simple formula. Yeah. But, like, small, super fun, super stylish. Like, oh, my, the the style is just dripping off this game and, like, in the, the way it's presented with its graphics and the... um. Uh, reactive does, soundtrack. Does the musical is... score evolve with it? Like, yes. yes. I was watching a trailer. I was curious if basically it's sort of like Tom Morello esque drumline. Like that right. is the is the sound of the game, or if that evolves and changes. It changes. Uh, so the, the first level is very like standard, like uh, snare and uh, snare and a few toms and the cymbal like jazz drum that you know. And then like mm-hmm. the other levels add like there's one that has like more. A bongo sound, like different types of percussive instruments. One has more claps. Like it changes level to level, um, but the like kind of way that it evolves the, or reacts to you is pretty similar throughout. But it's still, you know, so it's not like it would have if it would have after the first level been maybe a little too droning if it didn't change yeah. musical styles. But it does, and that's a really good uh, decision that they made. So you're saying it's Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> <laughs> what was the name of that awesome game you controlled with the bongos? 
Oh, Donkey Konga or something. Konga was the music game, but there was actually a platformer that you controlled with the clapping and with bongos, and it was awesome. Oh my god, I don't know about this. This sounds really fun. Yeah, you had like the plastic bongos. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I thought it was a drum game, but clearly I'm wrong. No, there was Donkey Konga, and then there was like a Donkey Kong. Yeah, you could jungle control beat, it with. Maybe? Yeah, that's yeah. jungle beat. Oh, that sounds right. oh, oh, oh! I know what you're talking about. I know yeah. what you're talking about. It was kind of good. It was yeah. like a good platformer. Honestly, you should figure out how to like Jerry rig the, <laughs> those drums to your Switch <laughs> yeah. somehow and play Ape I Out think with that. Yeah. Yeah. On the yeah. on the Wii, like it came. It, so it was a GameCube game with the cool bongo controller, and then yeah. It, Sorry to. to I just got so excited that this thing existed. I remember that peripheral. Like I remember that. Remember those? Yeah, there. I've seen like people play like first person shooters with them or something. Like Overwatch or something. Very fun and wild. Um. Well, Ape Out sounds really good. That comes to um to us from uh, Devolver Digital. Uh, Gabe Cazillo, Bennett Foddy. And uh, Matt Bach are are the developers behind it. Matt Bach, I think, used to work at. Um, God, why can't I think of it? The makers of the million dance games, the really great dance games. They're in Boston. Just Dance? Harmonics? Oh, Harmonics. Harmonics. I oh. believe That would so. make sense. I, that's probably who they got to do the like music stuff then. Yeah, that makes sense. That sounds really rad. Yeah, it's really cool. Is Has that been like your chill out game? Is that kind of like... I just, I mean, it just came out yesterday. So like... Oh, really? So it's new. It's yeah, new. yeah. I like picked it up and just... Um, this is the thing that I had mentioned uh, today early this morning was yes, I when I was co- when I was coming in. Um, normally, I don't uh, use headphones with my switch because I'm playing it on the subway. Uh-huh. And it's just like I'll listen to a podcast while I play whatever, like do something to the yeah. beach on the way to work. Um, and this <laughs> one, I was like, I need to. <laughs> I was I was worried. You're like, I don't use headphones on my switch because I'm on the subway and I want to share that game audio with. No, no, no. I mean, it's, it's muted. And I was it's like, muted. what the fuck? <laughs> no, the switch is muted. I'm a monster. I would never. God. Oh my god. Honestly, um, I think mm, no. Now that I think about it, like. Friday morning on the L train is probably not the best place for like this like percussion heavy like yeah, bing no, bong like, boom bada ba. But or it might be a good soundtrack to everything going on. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> true. Friday morning on the L. True. Dep- uh, depends on your mood. Yeah. You feel like yeah, that's very true. Well, that sounds uh, like a lot of fun. Yeah, gotta check it out. Um, hey, something happened this week that I need to yes, talk yes, about. Yes. Um, it happened in the wee hours of the morning, aka 9 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> and it was seven minutes of not enough, not enough, but holy shit. Yes. We have a new Pokemon game coming. Finally. We knew, we knew it was coming. Yeah. But, but now we have a name for it and we have our starting Pokemon. And the, and the, and where it is. Or like, oh the yeah. Like setting. Fucking, fucking, it's the like Pokemon UK. Glasgow, right? Yeah. Pokemon <laughs> Glasgow. <laughs> it's Pokemon, it, yeah. The map, when you look at the overview map that they put out, it's like a nice illustrated version of what it'll be in the game. It looks like the, the UK. The UK. Yeah. I saw a, a comparison to Westeros as well, which I think Westeros <laughs> is just like based yeah. on the UK. Yeah. I but think so. <laughs> Pokemon Let's Glasgow is the next. <laughs> <God damn it. laughs> 
that's the that name was... of the episode. Wow. There it is. Now, this is why you're the captain of this ship, Natalie. Holy shit. Um, oh, that's too good. Pokemon Sword and Shield is coming out yeah. later this year, probably around holiday. They said late 2019, I think, yeah. but so holiday. Um, my, I have questions. Yeah. Is Pikachu gonna fucking kill me with a sword? Because I hope are so. They giving the, are they giving the Pokemon weapons? Finally. They can um, protect themselves with any, something more than their natural. bullshit trainer asses. Yeah, right? Free yourselves, Pokemon. Free. Um, I'm really excited. I'm excited for this theme. I'm yeah. really, really excited for this theme. If you haven't seen it yet, the Pokemon Direct is up on YouTube. Um, it's about seven minutes long, and it basically goes through... Some gameplay, um, it talks about, you know, uh, gives you that, that I think the map was in the video. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it uh, takes us through the, the three starters. But yeah, yeah. I'm really excited. So we'll talk about the starters in a second. But I really want to talk about the sword and shield, like, motif. Yeah. Because I'm really, like, curious as to what sword and shield. First of all, there's already a fucking sword, shield, Pokemon. Yeah. Yep. Like, <laughs> Can we just, like, excuse Honestly, lore reasons Pokemon might need to happen. Yeah, we oh might need to go God. through this. I don't even know if we could. Fucking. I don't even know if it's even feasible to fucking parse this Pokemon. Night not nightmare, but hellish timeline. <laughs> the Pokemon timeline is hellish, IMO, but I appreciate it and I respect them. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. What, like, what is... Are, is Team Rocket, are they fucking knights? I don't... Like, what are yeah, they? Yeah, it's like, it feels like they Team like... Team Trebuchet? They're like, what can we do? It's set in... Hmm. Is... <laughs> we, we've we've run out of colors and uh, gems, apparently. We can't go back to those. Yeah. Because our... we're done with that. <laughs> uh, even though there's plenty of colors they haven't used yet. Yeah. So now we're on to objects and... Uh, I guess England equals swords Sword and, and shields. shields? Like, um, that's the wild thing is that, was it black and white or X and Y? I think X and Y. X and Y took place in like a in, Paris type. Uh, yeah, like it was a like a France type. Yeah, which like they had, I don't know. There was an <laughs> Eiffel Tower basically yeah. and like some cafes yeah. and chateaus. <laughs> but it's just like X and, like X, they just like, X and Y, I don't know, letters, because the Pokemon look kind of like those letters, I guess. Like, they yeah. couldn't figure it out then, yeah. and now they're like, this is closer, right? This is kind of Europey. Yeah. <laughs> is my question... Oh, yeah, fuck, wait. Is... The po is the are the legendaries going to be a sword, a sword and, a, and a, shield? a shield Pokemon? Or <laughs> my question is: Is Team Rocket like? Is, are the two opposing factions? Is one just like fucking goofy and one right. Sora? <laughs> like, is one just like goofy Running with around, a shield in front of him? Just like people with a shield. Like everyone's holding a shield, and you're like, you okay, what, you mate? got. Okay, I get it. You maxed out your defense, but like, <laughs> I got high ass attack, and maybe I'm a little bit more agile, so. You know, I'm oh just, my God. I'm very curious as to what that theme it's will, weird, yeah. will will come out like. And I am very curious to see how they make a different Pokemon from Agislash um, <laughs> to, be, still, to be these legendaries. Yeah, um, mm. I, I had a thought yeah. upon looking at some of this. And I don't know if any of you are familiar with uh, now, now famous because it's the 10 year anniversary this year of uh, Sonic and the Black Knight. Mm -hmm. The... I'm not <laughs> the medieval themed Sonic game on yeah. the Wii. I am absolutely I not. Actually, at the time, it's not, uh, uh... characters include Sonic, Lancelot, oh. with Shadow, <laughs> of course, Dwayne, who is Knuckles, Percival, who is Blaze, 
Blacksmith, who is Tails, Lady of the Lake, Amy Rose, Galahad, Silver the Hedgehog. Uh, there's more. Um, this immediately <laughs> reminded me of that as like cute cartoonish children's property that yes. you know people who are not just children appreciate taking on this amazing yeah. Knights of the Round Table type of well, theme. Here's the thing. Here's the thing too is that we've seen so they show like in that direct uh, shots of like the gameplay and like the setting and stuff, mm-hmm. and it's not even set in like medieval times or anything. It looks like a modern, like, or semi-modern at least. Like, maybe, like... It's like like a fucking London high street. Yeah, it's just, like, regular ass. But still, they're like, no. Sword and shield. Knights. (laughs) Uh, It is something else. Yeah. Um, I need everyone to look up the starter Pokemon, please. For for, uh, uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. And I need everyone to give me their uh, first, first thoughts. Rob... I'm guessing you haven't seen them yet, so no. Okay, uh, hold um, <clears throat> hold on. Mm, actually, I want Rob to go first because he has no further. He has Is no there a link. I just yeah. Here, I'll I'll pop it to you really, really quick. <laughs> yeah. Oops. People who follow the Waypoint Twitter already know my feelings. Oh, I'm excited to hear everybody's feelings <laughs> on this. I have thoughts too. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tell me. Okay. Tell me what you surmise from this. Read, read, um, read this work for me, please. <laughs> okay, well, uh, on the left, mm-hmm. uh, we have some sort of tropical bird monkey uh, known as Grookey. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the middle, what's Grookey's uh, we vibe? Have, um, feigning submissiveness, but I wouldn't turn my back on Grookey. <laughs> Mm. Grookey is ingratiating. Yeah. <laughs> Unctuous is what mm. Grookey is. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. <clears throat> I'm here for it. Um, okay, so in the middle, yes. we have Score Bunny, mm-hmm. which appears to be a bunny mm-hmm. wearing um, Bomba's socks yes! and a Breathe Right strip. Across its nose. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. Bunny looks like a little much, uh, okay. to be honest. Like, Bunny has a lot of energy naturally, but mm-hmm. the energy that Bunny is presenting here, I do not think is entirely natural. It's been augmented by something. Uh, and Scorbunny, Bunny doesn't Ew. want you to know, but, like, Bunny yeah. is, like... Bunny is, like, ready to take over the Jerry Lewis telethon, is the way I'd put it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Um, uh-huh. <laughs> wow. on the continue. right, on the right, yeah, tell me, we've about got the right. some DreamWorks bug looking motherfucker named <laughs> Sobble, uh, who just watched someone get like killed. In front of him. He just watched like, Bambi's yeah. mother get blown away. <laughs> yeah, like, I look, I don't know, like. This is the only this, this is the only way to put it like something horrific has just happened yes. in front yeah. of Sabo. Sabo will never be the same. No, no. Um, <laughs> and yet there is something just off-putting enough about that design that you kind of think Sabo had it coming. Sabo deserves Whoa. to feel this way. No, protect my poor boy. Okay. No, no. Again, like. That 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 dream that that OG DreamWorks look. It's just like, <laughs> uh, 
Fuck off out of here. You're not cute. <laughs> Damn. Kato, oh my God. Kato, would you like to defend your son? Sabo is a perfect, beautiful son who's just seen too much of this world and needs to be protected. I am inclined to agree. What's wild to me, Danielle, actually, Danielle, please. So, I love Pokemon. You all should know. I've put hundreds of hours into Pokemon. And I just, I was more insulted. I, I think, Rob, you're on the money with Scorbunny and maybe Sobble. Jury's out. However, I really like Grookey. I think that Grookey is sweet <laughs> and innocent uh, and That's could probably fuck you up with his beak or that, her beak. Yeah. Uh, and also probably whip your face uh, with their tail if you get too close. That's the issue. <laughs> I also really like the, the leaf slash hair piece yeah. thing. I I don't know. I, I usually don't go for the grass starter. In fact, I don't think I've ever gone yeah, why for the fuck a grass starter. Yo, but this hold on. Snarky's cool. Grookey is just so <laughs> fucking cute and like is a is a very sweet and kind to you if you are kind and sweet back. But Grookey will Fucking kill you. We'll, yeah. we'll destroy That's the we'll thing. Grookey will turn on you in a second. I don't know if I can disrespect. deal with that sort of stress. Of a, I don't want to be. I'm sorry, Grookey. Please don't kill me. Grookey will protect you. He's going to sword. That's, that's what, see, this is what Sobble is looking at. Sobble yeah. just saw Grookey like, go off. Yeah. Like, everyone, like, like Scorbunny was playing with Grookey and was oh, like, no. hey, Grookey. And then, like, Grookey just, like, fucking ripped Scorbunny apart from the ears down. And Sobble, like, is never going trip. to get that image out of their head. Yeah, Scorbunny gives me some definite happy tree friends. I haven't seen happy tree friends in a thousand years. I'm sure it's fucking horrible, <laughs> but it gives me definitely some of those vibes. But here's my here's my take. Grookey, if Grookey's final evolution is a fucking bird, I'm going to be upset, is what mm -hmm. I'll say first. <laughs> okay. Flying. Uh, flying. Flying grass oh, type. Yeah, no, you're fuck, right. It fuck me all the way like, up. Yeah, shit. Um, I hope. It's not a beak. I that's what I it's a beak. I think I think maybe It's gonna be a beak. I think maybe Grookey just ate some Cheetos. <laughs> that's my canon. That's what's the okay, there we and go. And that's and and maybe he found like uh uh uh, uh the trainer's like stash of cheese puffs and just like went in. <laughs> just fucking and then Grookey's it was like, like gesturing was you like, want to get in too. on this. Yo, Grookey, do you want some? Yo, Grookey, it's picture day. We gotta take, and I'm like, oh fuck. Well, I guess I'm just gonna go like this. All right. Um, Score Bunny is a jock for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Score Bunny has like those Bluetooth fucking goofy ass headphones that like go around your neck <laughs> instead of like around your head, uh -huh. and uh, is absolutely uh, a jock. And Sobble, here's my take: Why make Sobble cry? Why? I am O. <laughs> Pokemon should be happy, and I don't want. I love Sobble, and I want to protect Sobble with all of yes. my heart. But yes. I don't want Sobble to be sad, and I just want to. I hope that with Sobble's evolutions, Sobble finds happiness. Mm -hmm. That is my yes. hope for Sobble. Mm -hmm. Maybe Sobble's just a little nervous. Who's not? I'm a fucking anxious wreck. We all know that. <laughs> so I can relate, and I just hope that Sobble feels better in future times. What I will say is it is uncanny 
the degree to which these Pokemon look like the fucking Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> oh, boy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. You're seeing it yeah. now, right? Oh, no. <laughs> yep. What were their names again? Bubbles, <laughs> Bubbles. Blossom, and Buttercup. Yep. Okay. Okay. Please. I, oh there have God. been several studies done on yep. the internet so far. <laughs> but um, Did you drop the... Said that's wrong. I they just swapped. That's all. Ashcraft it's just a was on swap. this case. Oh. Just a swap. So, These are concerning. Literally, Score Bunny has like the bows, the bow that 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 uh, Blossom has in her hair. It's amazing. Bubbles and and Sobble have bangs, and <laughs> and and Grookey's ears are just an in a in just the same exact shape as Buttercup's hair, and yep. so. With that knowledge, and and their and their like presumed like characteristics well, are like basically yeah, the, the same, the right? Same colors and fucking same colors. Um, oh Grookey's supposed to be like mis- mischievous, but like this is canon, by the way. This is from the Pokemon canon. It doesn't have to be your canon, uh, Rob. Someone okay. found the. But someone translated it. Translated I'm find it. Okay. Um. Uh. But Grookey's like kind of mischievous, but curious. Extreme Buttercup move. Um, Blossom is like sporty and I, I found it. Oh, you did. Someone went to the Japanese website and hit translate on it, and for Grookey, it says Grookey is a curious, tricky bastard. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're right. I think we're right. Honestly, I think we did it, kids. And Sobble is like like Bubbles, who is just so innocent and pure that that. Who who whomst among us could not be corrupted with such a pure heart? What I'm most afraid of for yes. Sobble uh, is that Sobble obviously looks a lot like oh god bubbles. No, um, oh. the previous starter Aqua, Mudkip. Yes, looks so much like Mudkip. And Mudkip is the sweetest, nice, just the cutest little thing that evolves into the creepiest fucker Marshomp. Mar- 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 oh yeah, who just looks like a fucking creeper and i'm just worried that sobble will go down that yeah that marsh like, looks look fucking dead shit. in the eyes okay that's there's no soul nice. behind that <laughs> that's that's horrifying and i want sobble to be fierce and cute and not fierce and creepy um i agree my Whoa. opinion <laughs> yeah it's not good and it comes from like the cutest what little the thing what is this <laughs> I, it's that, not, this is why I don't like Generation Three. The art feels <clears throat> off. Yeah, the art is is it's weird. Scare, what happened? I'm sorry. Here? So, but Mudkip no is offense so cute. If you like Gen Three, but I I could never play those games. Mudkip here, is adorable. Mudkip is adorable. And yeah. here's the thing: is IMO third evolutions often lose the charm of the first evolution. Yeah, there is true. very rarely instances in one in which third evolutions retain that. They've seen too much at this point. <laughs> right. In your yes. third evolution, you're like level shit. 30 fucking something. <laughs> you've been just pitted against Pokemon after Pokemon. You've just you've just KO'd like a, a generation, essentially. <laughs> yep. And and how the fuck else are you supposed to be? But like this weathered, like I've seen some shit type of motherfucker who's like maybe not as cute as you were back at, you know, level five. So I get it, but I wish I wish to retain some of that that pure that pure. Well we all want to retain that. Yeah. I mean this is the tragedy of growing up and like gaining experience. But like 
I mean, look, we all have that moment where we we are all sobble. <laughs> and then eventually we just turn into Rambo at the end of First Blood. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Nothing is over. I hope not. I uh, hope not for yep. me. Um here's the here's the thing. We're like I've already, you know, I've laid a uh, mark a, put a line in the sand. I'm sorry for this horrible mixed men- metaphor I've tried to get out. Uh I've picked Sobble as my favorite. As the one you will defend. But oh. When they release, <laughs> God damn it! When they release the the second and third evolutions, that will probably definitely you know change. No, what? No, you're not allowed to look at it. What? You've already chosen Sable. No, you are not allowed to I look cannot. at second and third. It should I be cannot. a surprise. It's gonna happen on my Twitter. It's I'm not even gonna that's go true. looking. It's just yeah, gonna be just there. Um, <laughs> but like this happened with Litton. Litton was so cute. In, uh, oh, I forgot about Litton. Yeah, Litton was adorable. I was like, hell yeah, I want this little baby fire cat. Oh, so, cute. so cute. And then it turned into a Cinderor, who's cool, but like not what I was like hoping for. Like this weird wrestler cat. Yeah. Don't, which is, I don't like, hate on Big the Cat. The middle evolution was pretty <laughs> Big good, the though. Big Cat's great. Don't what hate on Big the, the Cat. The second evolution, was, or yeah. sorry, the first evolution was pretty cute yeah. still. Yeah. yeah, this is Litton here. Litton is adorable. Um, I love Litton. We should talk about the actual game. <laughs> so we should. Some no, things... we were. <laughs> I mean, we are. That we that are. Was all part this of it. is all important. But um, one thing that I'll note that I noticed from the trailer that a lot of people are, t- are talking about is the fact that um, random encounters are back. Yeah. Right. This is obviously a controversial yeah. topic because depending, depending on who you are. Or who you ask, random encounters never left, because some people don't count. Let's go. In, a, yeah, some people are like, that's just like a, it's a, it's a go tie-in. Like we don't count that one. Really? Yeah, it's rude. Like I like let's go. I like deluxe. I think let's go added so many quality of life improvements. Yes, absolutely. For the, I mean, okay. Here's the thing. A lot of people have complained to me about the fact that there doesn't seem to be much like evolution in the trajectory of the Pokemon franchise. Like not much has really de- like de- deterred from the start. Like yes. we Simple basically- Simple JRPGs. Yeah we, yeah, we pretty much have the same game we were playing, you know, in in 90, whatever. Right. Um, so, but but to me it's like, the things that have become improvements or the things that have become like different in the game are these like quality of life improvements. Like I forget which one had the Pokedex that could um, pinpoint exactly what like the silhouettes of which Pokemon you I think it was black and white mm-hmm. that uh, of which Pokemon. you. So for people that are completionists, you know, you could see which area, how many Pokemon you're missing and you could like see the silhouette and try and guess who it was and, you know, uh, uh, strategize to try and catch them. And so, and and let's go Pokemon, uh, or let's go Pikachu, and let's go Eevee, added so many quality of life improvements yes. in terms of being being able to see what's right in front of you, see the Pokemon. If you you know are looking for something, you don't have to bother with random encounter after random encounter after random encounter. So, and I mean, it's weird to have not had to battle Pokemon like that was yeah. like everything felt weird at first, but then it became pretty natural because pretty- the battling Pokemon was never hard. Yeah. 
It was always just like, a all right, I have had... to do this yeah. in order to catch them, get them low. Which RPGs have grinds. Like sure. they, RPGs... But, but here's the thing. There's still grind in that game through the trainer battles. Like yeah. you still have to go through the battles with other trainers. Yeah. And like that's where the real game always was as yeah. far as like actual encounters. Yeah. And so like when Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee got rid of the random encounters with wild Pokemon, I think it did two things. First of all, seeing the Pokemon in the world made the world feel more alive. Yes. Just by seeing them running around in the Yes, grass, I loved it. Which was great. Also giving you the ability to avoid them through, you know, hand skill instead of like having to buy repels and like, you mm. know, wait. like it's just like it was a more engaging like when I went through Mount Moon because yeah, yeah. we should mention. So uh, let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee are remakes of Red and Blue. Mm -hmm. uh, so same area, same story. Essentially, they did some tweaks to it that made it more interesting for people who have already played Red and Blue. But when I went through Mount Moon this time, normally you go through there and you have to take a bunch of repels. Otherwise, you're going to be accosted by a Zubat every like two steps. Which like fucking, fucking poison you in the first like go. And then you're like fucked up trying to run out with your like poison Pokemon. And every step you take, it's like. And you're like. But in this one, there were still a shit ton of Zubat in that cave. But you could, you know. Duck and weave, you know, escape yeah, them. Yeah, you're like, like the, juking these yeah. fucking Zubat. <laughs> and it was great. That was like actually kind of fun to add this new like movement. Because otherwise you're just like walking through the world and it's like, because it was, especially because it was an older game, the yeah. like environments aren't that uh, like exciting or anything. So yeah. this, I'm sad that in this game, it looks like they're going back to the old style walk around and you will randomly encounter uh, Pokemon yeah. in the in the tall grass like yeah. most of the other games. <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong Rob have you ever played what's a Pokemon Rob no <laughs> um, wow okay. but I do just love the image Kato just just conjured there uh, first you're just trying to enjoy a stroll and you just keep getting accosted by fucking Zubats <laughs> and you know lurking in the tall grass they're Pokemon <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, terrifying. it's terrifying it's terrifying yeah but in my head like it's like Full metal jacket, with like Kato's just like in there, just just knows just knows fucking Pokemon are in there. And I know it. Little safari hat going so, on, just kind of. That's really out. good, clever girl. Well, I one think, thing. Sorry, yeah. One one last thing on Pokemon I wanted to mention, mm -hmm. um, which I see I, I I think is interesting is that they've uh, aged up the protagonist. They have, which is weird. Normally you are ten. A, yeah, ten to I think thirteen once mm -hmm. you're old, and um, it I think it speaks to the fact that they know that their audience is older now at this point, and yeah, they're they're which could be interesting for what sort of narrative they're trying to tell this time around, whether or not they're also going to age up, yeah, the like complexity of it and yeah. themes. So we'll see. I hope that it has the same character customization from like yes. X and Y. That'd be great. Um, Sun and Moon weirdly didn't have as much. There was still a little bit in there, but like just you, different shorts. Yeah, <laughs> it was like shorts and like you, but you couldn't do like eye eye right, color right. and things like that, which I thought were, was really fun about X and Y. So I, I'm 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 hoping for you know character customization. How old are they supposed to be? I don't like, I don't know if there's an age, like a uh, number age that they've said anything about. You, but they you just, just like look the models like, like look, they're look taller models. They're taller they're, and stuff like. <clears throat> Yeah, they look like older teens of some sort. Mm -hmm. um, um, well, I'm super excited. I'm excited to, to see more stuff. And this about is going to be it. on the Switch, right? Yes, that's another big thing. This is the first that's what I'm excited new, about. yeah, like 
yes, technically Let's Go was new, but like this is the first like mainline uh, Pokemon game on a home console. Normally they've all been on handhelds, and like there have been some spinoffs on home consoles, but never a full mainline story. Brand new release. I wonder yeah. if they'll ever do something like uh, what was it, Pokemon, uh, uh, the one on GameCube. Coliseum. Yeah, Coliseum. I wonder right. if they'll ever do something like that. Like, that game so just looks so weird, but like bizarre. in a good way. Yeah, it was like you would you could catch Pokemon from other trainers somehow. Yeah, it, it was, was like kind of uh, fucked up. Yeah, it was it was a little dark. <laughs> yeah. It was a little dark. You were like basically Team Rocket. <laughs> yeah. But but I'm that but that like that experimentation I think sure, right. hasn't been around in a really long time. And no. I'm curious to see if you know it'll ever come Is back. Is Team Rocket not good? Team Rocket are the bad guys. Yeah. In the in the original Remember series. Remember Jesse and James? <laughs> Jesse James. Team I Rocket. Know Jesse X. James. <laughs> <laughs> Same but different. Same but different. <laughs> um I'm just excited it's on Switch because that means I can play it. Because I basically can't play handhold games right. anymore, which makes me very sad because I was a huge DS person. Yeah. I sure loved me my DS and I put hundreds of hours into Pokemon. Alpha Sapphire and a whole bunch into X and Y and a quite a bit into S and M as well. Uh, sun That's and, Sun, and, sun moon. and Moon for all for all y'all. I'm sorry for who I am, uh, but yeah, but I can't really spend much time on a on. health system anymore because my fucked up wrist. So the fact that it's on Switch, which I can actually like hold in such a way that is fine for my wrist, I'm like, yes, I'm excited about Pokemon Hooray. again. Yay! <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. Into it. I'm really yeah. excited about that. Yeah. Um, well, it's nearing our, our, our closing time, yeah. but I think we have one question. The really fun one. That we'd like to answer that we've been, but that we've been looking forward to for a minute now. I haven't seen this. It's a really good one. It's a good one. Good. Um, <clears throat> to, to, to close us out, everyone, I would like to hear the answers to this question. Do we have who this is from? I think it was from Mo. Yes. Oh, it's from Mo. I believe it was from Mo. What's up, Mo? Wait, which one? Oh, okay, part one and part two. Got you. Sup, Mo. Thanks for sending this question in. There's two parts. Part one. Which three celebrities slash hairstyles... Okay. Part one. Which three celebrities slash historical figures would you want in your JRPG party? Mo says, my picks are Rihanna, Larry David, and J.R. Smith, but Tony (laughs) Bourdain is threatening J.R.'s position on the squad. Oh, that's so good. (laughs) Okay. Anyone have first thoughts? I, I would like Amanda Nunes. Uh-huh. Uh, double two-weight women's current championship Absolutely. Uh, of the UFC and first openly gay fighter in the UFC. Well, first openly gay champion. She was not the first openly gay fighter. Mm-hmm. She's amazing and can kick anybody's ass, and she's really funny. Yeah. I feel like those are really important things. Like, she's both an amazing fighter, like a great brawler, yeah. can kick ass, and it also is like a really funny and warm person, mm-hmm. and also like the whole the whole you know she's queer. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would also appreciate um, having Helena Bonham Carter Ooh. on my team, uh, <laughs> just for the rogue element, for the wild card element. I feel like she'd be very interesting to spend yeah. some time with. Yeah. Uh, so she's she's on there for sure. Okay. Uh, and uh, Shirley Manson from Garbage, the front woman of Garbage, because oh, she doesn't yeah. give a fuck. Nice. She might be from Glasgow, Pokemon Let's Glasgow, (laughs) Uh, which also might be fun. I I feel like that's a good uh, gallery. That's really good. That's really good. Gallery. Gallery. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's your team name. That's your squad name. Gallery. Rob, you look ponderous. I defer. 
<laughs> you defer? This Bourdain situation, I'm, I'm thinking about it. Oh, that's, uh-huh. that's a good, yeah. So will you come back to us with something? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. Just think about the third spot. Okay. Cotto. I'm having trouble as well. Um, Natalie, I'm sure you know. Who, who, wait, hold on. I don't know shit. What, is, what is the category again? Uh, Just celebrities? Celebrities or historical slash, figures yeah. in your JRPG figures. party. I mean, when you open it up to historical figures, Jesus, all of history. Mm-hmm. So many people. Mm-hmm. Fuck. A lot of people been on this earth. Too many people been on this earth. Okay, I'll try to think of some. (laughs) Um, Mine would be... hmm, Okay. Hmm. Just go with your first instinct. That's the thing. Don't think too hard. Jada pick... No. I was going to say... what? No. She got cut immediately before you could even finish her name. (laughs) Um, Mine would be... Fuck. Who has (laughs) wealth? (laughs) <laughs> I would bring hmm. Oh god. I would god want someone that, that could fucking fit the squad and right, and right, you know right, like right, just right. put us all you up. You need a backer. You need and, yeah. yeah, we need a backer. <laughs> um so I'm trying to think. The merchant class. Uh Chrissy Teigen mm-hmm. because cool. she yeah. uh is hilarious. Yes. Uh, would understand. I don't know if she's played a JRPG yet, but she would get it pretty quickly. Right. Because she's a gamer. She's a gamer. She uh, <laughs> is an amazing cook. Okay. And um, also can front the bill. Um, so she's my first pick. My second pick, I need a bard. Hmm. Who would be my bard? My bard would be... <laughs> Hold on. No. Gerard Way. Oh, good. Gerard Way. Hell yeah. Who, like, just would have some fucking, like, I don't know. It, you know what the fuck it is. You've seen Umbrella Academy. You've read it. <laughs> I would have Gerard Way on my team. He knows what's good. And who's my last one? Um, Who's the celebrity? Or I guess I got, I should pick someone from history now that I've done two celebrities. Um, Who do I fuck with? Uh, <laughs> okay, now I'm thinking of, like, which fucking stupid, <laughs> huh. which, like, critical theorist would I want to bring along that oh, would just, yeah. like, oh, God. that would just transcribe all of our, all of our events. Right. And you know what? What a critical lens do you want on your Yeah, on I'm your thinking actions. about this really hard. I'm thinking <laughs> about this really hard. Um, I think mine is going to have to be, uh... Hannah Arendt, I'd bring okay. her along. Okay. She would have some things to say about the shit we were, that was going on. <laughs> and I think she would lead me in in good direction. I think yeah, she would nice. give me positive guidance. Great. So those are my three. Nice. <laughs> it's extremely me set up right there. <laughs> um, Kato, have you thought of yours? Or Rob, do you have yours? I think I've got mine. Okay. Uh, yeah, first, just because... I've had her on the mind a lot lately. I think I would want Jane Austen on my squad. All right. Uh, I just, I just, because journeys are long. There's a lot of talking in uh, JRPG. I think we need Jane Austen uh, in there. Uh, Obviously, a lot of planning, a lot of overcoming difficulties. Uh, You got a really long campaign uh, to deal with here. So there's no way I would do this uh, without. Uh, Louis Alexandra Berthier, 
Uh, oh, of absolutely course. Absolutely not. Of course. Sure. <laughs> Obvious choice. Don't even need to explain it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, so I was sort of torn between two Tonys. Okay. Like, I would definitely love to hang with Anthony Bourdain. Right. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. 100% rest in peace. Like, yeah absolutely one of my favorite writers and like i do love good cooking so that's a lot of that's a lot of bases covered yeah mm-hmm. but and hear me out on this tony romo okay just a guy like just enthusiastic yeah fun loving guy he's happy to be here yeah just upbeat I think you need that on your team. Mm-hmm. I think you need somebody, even when things are bad, uh-huh. who can just be like, yeah, look, I'm not going to bullshit you. Yeah. This is bad. <laughs> it's kind of funny, too, right? And it is kind of funny, Tony. Thanks. Thank Tony. you. I, lo- I love that. I love that. So, Rob, I have to ask, did you beat Saints Row 4? Uh, no. Okay. I was wondering if there was a special aspect of your Jane Austen pick. Did you know she was a gamer? Excuse me? Play Saints Did I miss something really Play key in Saints Row 4? Play Saints Row 4. Is Saints is Row 4 yes, the latest Jane Austen adaptation <laughs> that we don't know she about? She really is actually in that game. Spoilers for a game from seven years ago. I decided I want to switch out uh, Hannah Arendt for Virginia Woolf. Okay. Nice. Mm. Last minute swap. Okay. But I don't want to be depressed, so I decided Virginia Woolf. Also kind of depressing, but at least would be creative about it. Not to say how to art is creative, but I don't want to be in reality, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And just, I think you got to have you gotta have a Berthier or a Berthier figure in mm-hmm. there, because, like, Napoleon gets all the attention, but Berthier was, like, his head of staff, his mm-hmm. chief of staff. Mm-hmm. And, like, really, that was kind of the key figure for a lot of that stuff. Right. Like, just one guy in his head kept all these plans of campaigns like conquering Europe in an age like before any industrial technology. Okay. So I'm saying like inventory management. I see you. I hear you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I see your fucking fire emblem campaigns right now. (laughs) Um, Kato, please. I'm really bad at this, but. um, I mean, you started with Jada Pinkett Smith. No, no, going back on that. Um, And actually I was thinking of Jaden actually. Oh, Jaden Smith. Oh, Okay. He's my mage. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, fucking, uh, I think our like, um, like chronicler would be. Uh, I would pick Francisco Goya. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Love me some good etchings of real life events. So Hell yeah. That'll be great. Um, I need someone that's good at hitting people. Yeah, that's that's the rough one. That's the one that is like, there's so many good uh, fighters in the world. Yeah, there <laughs> are very uh, bad at picking one. Hmm, Jackie Chan. There we go. Hell Celebrity yeah. actor, but also can probably still kick someone's ass. That's oh yeah, 100%. entertaining, but also useful in a fight. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> that's really good. Um, <laughs> that's extremely good. We have a part two. Which oh, yes. not to not to throw you all under a loop again, oh, but shit. now, which three fictional characters do you want in your real life mini golf putt putt party? My pick says Mo are Rookie Greentail from Pyre, General Iroh from Avatar: The Last Airbender, and Dominic one. Toretto. 
All right. So you have a is this a team that you're gonna play putt putt with? Yes. Yeah, but you're uh, all against time. You're all them. against each other. You're just like. Well, oh, okay, okay. You know. This is just to go play. This is like go play. I thought it was like a competitive team where like you, you're trying to pick the best putt putters. <laughs> this is your putt putt league. Yeah. <laughs> no. So you have yours. I would like Dr. Joan Watson, Lucy Lou's take on oh, Watson yeah, from Elementary because yeah, yeah. she's so precise. Like yeah. she, yeah. she could fucking nail it every Wait, time. Wait, but you're playing against them. That's fine. I okay. want a challenge. challenge. Yeah, okay. I want okay. a challenge. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I want uh, Aaron's son from Farscape, uh, just because I want to spend time with her. Mm-hmm. She's like my favorite character nice. ever of all time. One of my favorite characters of all time ever yeah. in the universe. It's my favorite show. It's fine. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Don't worry about it, anybody. <laughs> uh, and also, I would like. Uh, uh, to hang out with uh, uh, the Little Mermaid. That I sounds. Think that Ariel from the Little Mermaid uh, has a lot of heart. Mm-hmm. She's got a lot of spunk. Yeah. She's got a lot of courage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it might be hard for her to play this game. She might require some sort of like floating device, <laughs> tank. a tank. <laughs> but I would like she to see that. She legs at the end of the movie, right? This is post movie she, she, she or pre movie. I like to think that she can Look, shapeshift and not just be part of a patriarchal society. She does come back in two. Yeah. Right? I didn't None want... of those are real. <laughs> Agreed. I agree, Rob. I agree. I just. Look. These are people I want to hang out with. I believe in you. And play a game with. Yeah. Like, Joan Watson is, like, a challenger, for sure. And, and like, the other two are, like, really cool people that I admire and have admired throughout my life. Mm -hmm. I was was five when I first saw The Little Mermaid, Mm -hmm. and, like, I've always thought Ariel was pretty cool. The course will be outfitted to to uh, 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 fit your your company's needs, so. All right, cool. I like No need to worry. I like that. All right. Kato or Rob? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I have diverse interests. Mm-hmm. Um, of course. You know, I, like, I, I like characters and people from all walks of life. <laughs> uh, so mine would obviously be mm-hmm. uh, Neil McCauley from Heat. <laughs> uh, Good. Tom Good. Cruise's Vincent from Collateral. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, Wes Studi's Magua. From Last of the Mohicans. I, love I think this. that's I think that's my ideal putt putt party. Nice. I love this. Sounds nice. like a grand time. Kato? Um, I've got like two or I had two. I lost one. First off is Kirby. Okay. Because <laughs> fucking Dreamland right there. Kirby's Dream Course. Yeah. Great golf game. I think it would be fun to see what he can do Agreed. on a fucking putt putt course. Agreed. <laughs> Fuck shit. I just had another one that I lost. My brain. God damn it. If you don't remember, we can always come back. Yeah, Your come back to me. Your brain could be a character. <laughs> come back to me if you've got yours. Uh, let's see. Okay, three fictional characters, mini golf. Um, hmm. Hmm. Mine would be, who are like, yeah, whose minds do I want to pick? I, oh, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. You know, you know who I have some questions for? Elizabeth Bennett. Yes. <laughs> I have some fucking questions for yes, Lizzie. Yes, Lizzie. Yeah. So Lizzie's on the team. Um, I would also bring, um, hmm, let me think. I would bring, uh, oh, Bloodhound from Ooh, Apex Legends. Nice. Oh, wow. Yeah, they would definitely. Nice. 
I would love to spend some time with them. Bird included? Um, yes. I would like them to tell me what it's like to be in the huntsman or like the hunt mode when, when they go into like the, the prey. Like, what is that like? Tell me about it. But don't <laughs> do it while we're playing mini golf because it might give you an unfair advantage. <laughs> Um, and then, like, imagine Bloodhound just being able to, like, see all the obstacles, like, while we're still at the windmill. Right. And just, like, fucking... <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yep. Okay, now let me think of one more. Um, I want someone, like, f- well, I guess Lizzie's pretty funny, but who's, like, hmm, who would be just a jaunt to have with us? Huh. Can I can I sub out Helena Bonham Carter for Natasha Leone? Yes, you absolutely <laughs> can. Just let the record show. Please. I, I accept this right, change. Cool. Um, do you remember your third one? Okay, fuck. Okay, I'll go fast. <laughs> I'll just think of someone. Um, SpongeBob would get annoying after a while. Um, yeah. You like would be a fan of Putt Putt though. Would absolutely be and be very enthusiastic yeah. and be very much a team player. But I just. You know, it's like the friend that King you, you... Lear. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I will take your suggestion. <laughs> Put King Lear on the team. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll see if we we all come out alive. Okay. <laughs> uh, did you think of a, a yeah, last two one? more or two more? Oh um, my goodness, two. Yeah, two? I only said one. God, I said I've been Kirby. filming for like an hour. Another Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> three Kirby, three Kirby, a team Yay! of three Kirby. Amazing, I love it. All right, I think that's gonna do it for us. I think Kirby would cheat. Kirby would just eat the ball and spit it out. That's how Kirby puts. Yeah, and then it's, become the ball. Is that right? Yeah. No, well, Kirby becomes the ball. Well, not if See, I don't know. I not like if Kirby, Kirby is such a creature it. of mischief and chaos. That's that, why like, I think it would be gonna, fun. All right, right? put you're fucking. Not a good game you know what? Kirby. I want to put fucking Grookey on my team. <gasps> Whoa! Whoa! So King, yep. King Lear out. <laughs> King Lear Grookey. replaced Actually, by Grookey. I would want to put uh, Sobble on my team yes. instead of King Lear, Ugh. and just spend some <laughs> spend some time, like just a good no stress. It's okay. Sure. Take a couple practice swings. Everything's fine. Everything's We're good. Just hanging out. We're just hanging out. Yeah. Sobble. Yeah. Yeah. That's my third member. Oh, 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 fuck. I did have a second one. I remember my second one. It was Alphonse it... from Full Metal Alchemist. Good. They're nice. I was going to say Naruto. Fucking Christ. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Thanks. Good. Oh, uh, third one is Mob from Mob Psycho 100. Hell yeah. Good. Good anime and everyone should watch and Mob seems like a very nice boy. I've actually seen some of that one. A hundred percent. I want to swap out Sobble now for Mob. Good. And copy it. Great. Good call. Um, you can send your questions. Get the fuck out of here, Sabo. <laughs> fuck. I'll come. I'll come pick you up after the game. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> you can send all of your our all of your fun uh, questions that truly stump us without any reason why they should uh, to gaming at symbolvice with the subject question. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Waypoint, on Facebook at Waypoint Vice, on YouTube at Waypoint Vice, and on SoundCloud at Waypoint Vice, I'm pretty sure. Okay. <laughs> Is that the one you wanted to shout out? No. Are you forgot. looking for something else? I was looking for the, what's the last one? I don't know what Wait, we Wait, we're on SoundCloud? Yeah, we're on SoundCloud. We are on SoundCloud. Wild. <laughs> we are. 
Yo, check out my SoundCloud, fam. Uh, it's got nothing on it. Absolutely. Isn't not. there one thing on there? I think there might be like one. Wasn't there one podcast file? or something? I don't Hold know. On. One single file. I'm looking this to up. Rule them keep, all. Keep um, Danielle, where can people find you on the you internet? Can find me at Danielle Ri, along with my cool crew of Shirley Manson, Natasha Leone, and Amanda Nunes. Hell yeah. Our Safe Point interview with the Flores Project's development and research director, Amelia Luxardo, is on okay. our on SoundCloud. SoundCloud. That All is right. very interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure why that's there, but it is. I don't know why either. Um, but go listen to that um, <laughs> if you so desire. Um, also, follow us. We only have 33 followers. Let's get that up. I don't know. My on. new goal is 50. Hell yeah. Hit it up. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> Instagram? You said our Instagram? On the gram. I did not say our Instagram. Although Kato has been putting putting transcriptions and stuff on our Instagram. So our Instagram is Instagram.com. Or no, who goes to fucking Instagram.com? But I Instagram. Mean, I'm literally doing it right now. I know, I know. <laughs> At Waypoint Vice. Um, there's stuff on there if you want to yeah. see it. Um, there's Austin, Austin wearing a <laughs> fucking power armor. power armor helmet. Jesus. Um, <laughs> Rob, please save me. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, doing what I do best, taking down putt butt. Oh. Uh, <laughs> at Rob Zachney. Uh, Kato, where can people find you on the internet? At a underscore Kato underscore appears. You know what I decided is that I would like to trade out everyone that I said I would like to go to putt putt with, mm-hmm. and use my fictional characters in my mind that are right in front of me, aka you three. Aww. And go, we should all go play putt putt together. Play That'd putt-putt. be fun. Yeah. Is there any putt putt in Boston? You don't think we're real? <laughs> Absolutely not. This could not be real. I'm not fucking real. I'm not even here right now. I'm fucking somewhere else. I already So wait, do you just out yourself as like simulation theory like No, I truly oh, cannot so believe in that. Oh my god. Although sometimes <laughs> No, sometimes. I truly can. You know, sometimes John Locke you see says. Matrix. Yeah, sometimes I think about. Sobble. Sobble. <laughs> sometimes I think I'm Sobble. Now that I've been introduced. Sobble. This is me. <laughs> I really, I really got away from me there. Okay. Shout out to <laughs> Bowen. <laughs> that bit really got away from me. <laughs> Oh, you can find me, I guess, on fucking Twitter at Natalie Watson. Um, our thanks to Bowen shoutouts for uh, uh, lending us the track "Miss You" off the EP "Pale Machine." You can find out more about Bowen at waypoint.zone/slash b-o-e-n. What did I do wrong? No, you're good. That's good. Cotter just gave me a look like it is something wrong. I was like, what did I do wrong? Uh, I thought we were miss- missing something, but um... Um, we're missing a lot of things today, Cotter. We're just gonna roll with it. <laughs> we're just gonna have to roll with it. Uh, shout outs to um, our our forums, uh, Discord. Fuck. <laughs> Discourse dot zone. Discourse dot zone. Um, check them out if you have thoughts about um, whatever you want to really think about come hang out it's a good discord spot. fuck is going to be the second track on our soundcloud <laughs> discord fuck discord fuck shout out to our discord it's good yeah oh, oh shout outs to our other feed that people should go oh subscribe yeah shout to. outs to fucking work that we do aka yeah. be good and rewatch it in which rob is guiding danielle and i through a truly incredible emotional journey yes of BBC's very own 
This week it's clueless. This week is clueless. Right? BBC's very own <laughs> clueless by Jane Austen. Next week though. Next week. After okay. You've listened so to you've this. already listened to Clueless, yeah, presumably, obviously. because obviously you consume all of our content because we're the best, right? <laughs> yeah. I think so. Five Leave stars. us a five star review. Shout outs. Uh, <laughs> so go to your podcast app and search be good and rewatch it and listen to our clueless episode where we get into all of the nitty-gritty details and uh uh give give clueless that that famous iconic 90s movie 95 actually uh a, a rewatch and stay tuned for next week in which we begin our journey our emotional journey that rob leads danielle and i through of BBC's very own Pride and Prejudice with Colin Firth and Jennifer L. L. Okay, I wasn't sure about the first name. I got the last name though, uh, which is truly just an incredible, incredible watch. So uh, begin watching that if you haven't. Or, or well, why would you have? Be good and rewatch it. Be good and fucking rewatch it. Um, <laughs> Danielle, what can you please free me from this hellscape? I would love to, Natalie. Everyone out there, be good. And be good at it. Peace. <laughs> Netherfield is let it last. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I, I honestly feel like I'm in some fucking Rosings hellscape right now. Talk about that staircase again. <clears throat> Talk about that fireplace six more times, please, Mr. Collins. I, I- Bye. Outros are the worst, aren't they? I'm so yeah. that was a mess. No, it was I good. I think though. I'm just they're, tired. They're it's, good when they're messy. Yeah. yeah, but they are like they're so cumbersome. Yeah, they're just like a so very awkward handles. mouthful. Yeah. yeah, it's like blah 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 blah. blah. Um, That's where I keep them. Let me just hide this Jordan Woods Jada Pinkett Smith interview for a second. <laughs> Oh yeah, what's up there? Oh my god, never mind. I don't I've, need to know. I need. <laughs> we should talk about so, this. I can't talk on about. The podcast. I don't want. Mm, no, okay. I don't think don't anyone would really care. This is care. my waypoint for the week. This is like uh, if you guys. <laughs> my waypoint for the, the week bottom. is defending Jordan Woods against the fucking Kardashian Empire. <laughs> I will die on this hill. I don't care. Um. Anyway, Good. if you want my thoughts, I'll give them to you later. <laughs> They're, um, you know. But also, I'm here for some Pisces trash talk because my ex is a Pisces. (laughs) So I was here for it. I was like, oh, cusp Pisces, almost Pisces. Yeah. Yeah. It's too bad Leos are known for being perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Rob, you're such a Leo.